The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded June 2nd, 2019. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Astral Swans is a solo project from Calgarian Matthew Swan, whose previous bands include Hot Little Rocket, Extra Happy Ghost, and Gold. The music he plays as Astral Swans combines folk leanings with experimental tendencies and swirls them into an indie style that is utterly unique to this project. Alongside this unique sound is a lyrical depth that has gotten him noticed around the world. He joined me at the Cups and Cakes studio a couple weeks before Sled Island 2019 to talk about his most recent album, Strange Prison, the music scene in Calgary, touring Japan, and what the future holds for Astral Swans. Please enjoy my interview with Matthew Swan. Joining me today on Inside the Artist Studio is Matthew Swan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so why don't we start by talking about 2018's Strange Prison. Uh, the writing recording process, um, its subsequent release, and uh, the acclaim that it earned kind of, let's maybe just in broad strokes talk about that that record. I know it's cool. a little yeah, old yeah. now, but it still is kind of the, yeah, the thing. Yeah, it came out a year, a year ago last week, I think, okay. roughly. Yeah. yeah. In terms of recording, well, it's kind kind of an interesting rec- uh, situation because the first record was "All My Favorite Singers Are Willie Nelson," yeah, which um, I had the great privilege of releasing Biomatic um, Records, which is uh, Dan Mangan's yeah uh, label, um, and that's like a subsidiary, subsidiary of, of yeah Arts and Crafts. Yeah, okay. So the did the first record um, with that, and then. Uh, worked on Strange Prison, which was initially um, slated to come out on Matic as well. Okay. But um, Matic essentially is hiatus for the time being, other oh. than some digital uh, stuff. Okay. But um, uh, and then likely to be resurrected at uh, Dan Megan's, uh, you know, convenience later on, I believe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, point being, Dan is uh, very busy. So Strange Prison was kind of uh, recorded, like, started the recording process after the kind of release and touring of uh, the first record. And I was working, the process was very interesting because I was working with um, Paul Churka, um, who is the sound recording engineer for Phil Harmonic in Calgary. Yes. And uh, very good, uh, good buddy of mine. So we were working very much at his studio a lot of just like kind of just him and I plugging away in the night nights like just working and you know so a lot of yeah a lot of the record was just that it was just yeah. like after hours tracking and me kind of playing sort of everything I could because we didn't necessarily have a huge budget to you know do really more than that okay, and, yeah. at, the, at the time and then yeah. we we got uh, some grant funding uh, through AFA, thank you. And then we uh, we ended up um, 
brilliant. So we had, a, at that point, about 75% of the record done. Okay, yeah. Essentially, Paul and I did all that we could just on our own, and then we brought in a bunch of friends to, you know, fill in the, the bits and yeah. add cool extra parts and all that. And then we got... Um, Scott Monroe from Preoccupations to kind of produce the final like thing. Okay. Like, so the last like add the finishing touches on the last like you know twenty five percent of it and um, you know be involved in kind of final mixes and you know things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was that process, and then we put that out in lieu of Matic. We went put it out through Save by Vinyl, which is uh, Don Laux and old. Um, you know, dear friend, and and um, we've worked together on a, a lot of releases. Yeah. So that was uh, amazing, and then um, put it out in Europe through a label called Tiny Room Records, and then in Japan um, through Moorworks Records. Yeah. And then actually, I work with a small label in Brazil, also called Major Tom Records. Oh, cool! Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe someday we'll uh, we'll end up in Brazil. That would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be great. Uh, the album it received a lot of critical acclaim, not just from us here at the Cups and Cakes Network. I think we put it on our best albums of the year list, mm. but uh, from almost every publication I could read, um, that kind of success from a Calgary artist—it's—it's it's an Alberta artist. Say mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things that's tough to come by because I see, I hear records that I feel are some of the best records that have been put out in Canada that nobody ever ever manages to hear right and you've managed to somehow kind of break into the rest of of canada and the world and i just how much being in in alberta do you do you feel sort of hindered by by getting yourself out there just because there's not much industry here or has have you ever felt that way good question uh i think the main thing like the interesting point is saying is like kind of where you started at being uh, like in terms of stating that there's so much good music that never that is you know you you feel is some of the best music that you'll ever hear yeah and no one else will hear it and I honestly believe that's just kind of the condition of art and music period it's yeah. like uh, we know how how art and music is disseminated when you when there's a budget but, yeah but um, you know in most cases when there is no budget it's like who knows like what what is it that really makes something um, I don't know, but yeah, that seems sort of the like weird condition of, of music is that you never really, you know, just your audience is not, not, um, necessarily a reflection of the quality of your work. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an important thing to remember as a musician. Uh, and then to answer with regards to myself, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel very grateful you know that people responded well to it for sure it's yeah. an, it was an important record to to me and i and i feel very proud of it i found in terms of the alberta thing there's a lot about alberta that's that's great as an artist uh i mean we have the afa we have a lot of you know we have great funding in canada yeah i feel that there's um you know, quite a supportive scene, a self-supportive scene uh, across uh, genre as well. I yeah. feel like it's not an overly competitive kind of community, which is um, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, is it just because it needs to be? Because the yeah, it's such I think a smaller so. scene. I think really, yeah. yeah. Um, but 
I mean, it still could be in a weird way more competitive as a result of that too, I suppose. Or I'm, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It is. Uh, it's a nice. It's an, a nice thing for sure. Have you ever toyed with the idea of maybe moving to Toronto, where like all the management, all the all the industry is essentially in Canada? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like. I actually like Toronto. Yeah. And in terms of all the industry and management, I. It's weird because I feel like I have a weird career in terms of none of that world really seems to really like necessarily respond all that well to what I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's okay. like uh, like I feel like I um, I have had uh, success and I've been very flattered by the success that I've had and you know being. Um, like, you know, uh, my relationship with Dan Mangan, for example, like, yeah. I felt like very flattered that this, you know, human of, of kind of national stature and, and respect or whatever would, um, you know, want to attempt to create a record label to put out my album, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, I guess to, to, uh, conclude, it's like, I, yeah, I do think about, I think though, honestly, if I were to move within Canada, Toronto would make sense in many, many ways, but yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I always toy with the idea of like Berlin or, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I, uh, Japan, yeah. you know, yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to Japan a little bit further down. Um, what's keeping you right now in Alberta, like in Calgary, like we've kind of talked about it almost in a negative way, which I never want to do because I, I yeah, love yeah, the yeah, music scene here. What is great about the music scene here? Um, in in Alberta? Yeah, Alberta. I mean, you can speak to Calgary a little bit more. Obviously, that's where you're from. Alberta has a long history of producing some incredible, you know, acts. Yeah, especially within the indie world. I mean, oftentimes they have subsequently moved. Yeah. But <laughs> but point being, there's no, you know, like denying the su- success of like a Mac DeMarco or a, yeah. like Feist or. Definitely. Or whatever, right? But um, you know, we're like incredibly blessed to live in a safe, clean, like you know. Yeah. Um, and I think in Alberta, there's a lot of there's almost more opportunity to kind of you know, as an emerging artist, to to kind of break ground because you don't have a long-standing kind of. Um, history in sort of the same way, or you don't have like an old guard that's necessarily gatekeeping the yeah, like, okay. you know, yeah. directions of this scene. I'm sure there are kind of, you know elements of, of that, but not in the same sort of way. So that part is very exciting, and I feel like Calgary, you know, which I can speak more about because I live there. I think we just it's coming into its own in a lot of ways culturally. Yeah. I mean. I work for the public library, so I have a real connection with the new public library that exists there. But even yeah. just the very fact that we're having sort of, you know, cool design and and uh, just more in terms of culture. And yeah. uh, uh, I think we got a lot of influx of, uh, you know, people from all over the world during the last kind of, you know, boom. Yeah. And uh, that's starting to reflect. We're not so so much of a monoculture of right-wing, uh, you know, like <laughs> Bible Belt or <laughs> whatever, yeah, totally. you know, like 
Well, your city let us down in the last provincial election. I'm going to say you guys surprise, let us down. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, so let's quickly talk about um, something we were honored here at the Cups and Cakes Network to be able to do. We premiered a remix of What Are You Going to Do With Yourself that was done by Child Actress. Yeah. Um, I had a couple questions with this. First off, I'm, totally. I'm always curious about remixes. Um, this one in particular turned out incredible, but I would say on the average, they don't typically kind of resonate in the same way and I'm not sure if that's just because you know fans know the source material they fall in love with the source right. material a little bit or, or what but uh, I wanted to know first off what made you decide to do a remix of one of the perhaps more iconic songs off the the new record and was it hard for you to sort of give your baby over to someone else and let them let them tinker with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um well, Rena and I have uh, Rena, child actress. Like, first of all, she's one of my like best friends mm-hmm. in the world. So there's some um, trust there to begin with. Yeah, yeah and okay. we have a long creative history. So okay. Rena actually sings on that song. So oh, she okay. sings the backup uh, vocals in the like. It kind of re- repeats the like. What are you gonna yeah. do yourself? She sings yeah. that. So she was on the track already, um, but. We played in a band called Gold together um, about, yeah, like eight years ago. Yeah. Started, played for a few years. So we kind of have, you know, a long-standing creative, collaborative yeah. uh, relationship at that level. And then she's played in Extra Happy Ghost, my old band, um, and Astral Swans. Um, for like Pop Montreal and some live okay, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so it was pretty effortless, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, just such an immediate um, like she did such a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, it's really amazing. I, I love it. Awesome. Um, okay. I uh, I feel that we need to talk about Japan. You've talked about it a little bit so far, yeah, yeah. but uh, you and I, we, f- we met for the first time in Japan, yeah, which yeah, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so funny. <laughs> you were over there touring with Amy McGrath, Jesse and the Dandelions, and John Common, and mm-hmm. it was it was something that was set up by the, your label over there, Moreworks, correct? Correct, yeah. But that wasn't your first time there, and I, I just kind of wanted to know what what sparked the need to go over to Japan, and, and why do you keep going back? Um, I just got cold called by Moreworks. Get out of town, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was kind of a just sort of no-brainer when they put their because they were putting out the record. Yeah. So prior to that, I had never been to Japan, and then in the past two years, I've been three times. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I went and met met with him, uh, and then uh, two tours. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I kind of just tour where. So I, um, for example, my label in Europe is based in the Netherlands, so I end up doing quite a few Netherlands shows. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a delight. Like, I, you know, it's amazing It's uh, <laughs> that it gets to be Japan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, I came back telling people that my best way to describe it is it's the exact opposite of Canada. It's, yeah, like, yeah. so, like... One of the things about touring here that's always a hindrance is uh, space. Yeah, there's so totally. much space between, and like you just hop on a train for an hour or yeah. you, or less, and you're at yeah, your next yeah. spot. Um, 
What, what did you, how are the Japanese crowds maybe in compared to, to crowds here? I find that they're more attentive. Yeah. That's one of the nicest parts is that the, you know, I, it's, we're, I mean, it's still, you know, playing t- tiny yeah. out of town shows. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, people are, every second person is always like, oh, are you big in Japan? Ha, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> like literally every second person. Um, it's like, no, like I'm not, I'm not big anywhere. I can't think of anywhere where I'm drawing like big, you know, crowds. Um, I don't know who these people who are like that. You know, their tour stories are like, yeah, what are like, wow. But um, but it's amazing, and I feel um, have a great relationship with uh, Yuya and the folks at Moreworks who are yeah. very supportive and very cool. And the shows are nice, and I mean, it's just you know, being in Japan is just like such a pleasure yeah yeah um do you find the music scene over there similar different uh i find it very inspiring yeah 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 um that's a huge highlight of the because most of your shows you'd have someone local playing with you right yeah Yeah. so um yeah i have uh i've played with some tremendous you know artists almost almost every show has been uh you know, I've been blown away just by the creativity and and uh, proficiency of the players. I know that uh, this time being there with you know with uh, Jesse and Eamon and, and such, yeah, they all we all kind of had that same experience. Yeah, At the same yeah. time last time I, I had uh, Clea from Rally on cello for the first tour and okay, Brock, yeah. Brock on drums so we did a trio, and same thing. It's just every night, you know, you really. Uh, getting to again that collaborative kind of feeling of being able to share space in a bill and like your work with you know someone that's doing something totally different from another part of the world or maybe doing something similar but coming from a completely different background and approach cool yeah it's amazing very satisfying and very inspiring awesome Okay, well, before we get into the rapid fire, I I feel compelled to find out what you got going on for the rest of 2019. Are you, yeah, yeah. New music, uh, maybe start of 2020. What what does Astral Swans have planned? So this month we have uh, Sled, which is very exciting. Sled will be done when we do this. Oh, you so, had Sled. Yeah, yeah, we had Sled. It was incredible. There were th- thousands of screaming fans. <laughs> I made a million and a half dollars in merch sales. A million and a half? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I gave it all to charity because, you know. You're that good of a I'm guy. that good of a guy. Um, so anyway, um, jokes aside, um, staying put mostly till the fall. And okay. then I think we're um, going to be back in Europe okay. in the fall. Yeah. And, but I need to make another record. Yes. Yes, you yeah. do. <laughs> So, do you have uh, songs kind of ready? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I need to kind of refine a couple of them, but they're pretty much ready to go, and I'm very excited to just be recording because it's my favorite, yeah, favorite thing. Um, and then hopefully we um, are waiting to hear about some possible producers. So we'll okay, see. cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that, but as soon as possible, I. Uh, yeah, I'll be doing that. So hopefully, a bunch of hopefully the summer will involve some uh, recording for sure. Awesome. 
That's exciting to hear. Okay, well, let's jump into the rapid fire. Uh, questions kind of more about getting to know you as a person, yeah. Matthew. Um, first question, usually deemed the most difficult. What album sparked your love of music? I definitely have early, like early childhood affiliations with the Beatles, for sure. Sweet. I would say that's kind of the main, the main one. I, yeah. I feel like that's kind of boring, and I wish I could give you uh, something more. Well, I mean, honestly, this... This usually isn't like a super crazy indie okay. thing. That yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your current musical obsession? After playing with Cartel Madras last night, who are pals and I love seeing all the time. Yeah. I love the new Aldous Harding record. You know, like kind of folk sort of sense or a sense that's sort of closer to, I guess, what I do. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to the new Flying Lotus quite a lot. Uh, I, I listen, honestly, I feel like more to hip hop and, and other kind of music than indie rock or indie sort of stuff more along the lines of what I do. Yeah. I'd say those. It's nice. Nice. Burgers or pizza? Oh, I'm vegetarian. Um, but well, I would say pizza probably anyway. Yeah. But a good veggie burger is amazing. Nice. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. How do you take it? It kind of depends. Often I take it with cream. Yeah. I'll do like a strong Americano with cream uh, or black. What's the best movie you've seen recently? I've been watching um, the uh, Ken Burns World War II documentary. Oh, yeah. And like all of those PBS 10 part burns like docs are insane. Yeah. Like, it's just really um, painful watch kind of because just yeah. seeing the realities of, yeah. of that stuff, but just so in depth. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Alcohol or marijuana? I would say if I had to pick one, uh, weed. Weed? Yeah. How many pets do you have and what are their names? Um, I have an 18-year-old cat named Graham. All right. <laughs> He's, oh, who is in the What Are You Going to Do With Yourself video. Oh, no way. Dressed uh, <laughs> like me yeah. in a hoodie. And he goes yeah. on a, like, really That's psychedelic, a video, by the psychedelic way. <laughs> uh, journey. What's the strangest job you've ever had? Being a musician, honestly. Um, I was, uh, I've had so many jobs. I've had a lot of bartending jobs. Um, I was, a uh, like janitor in a community center okay yeah but music probably like music yeah. is insane it's like such a weird thing to do it is yeah. yeah yeah if you could open for any artist on the planet who would it be i mean willie nelson would be pretty amazing um sly stone did he pass recently i'm not sure <laughs> if not then sly stone <laughs> what was your favorite childhood toy I had a, uh, a, a stuffed duck that my grandmother knitted me. Beatles or the Stones? Oh, I love them both and <laughs> hate them both in yeah. so many ways. Um, I mean, a I great love... answer. I, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stick with that. That's a great answer. <laughs> well, what's your biggest pet peeve? I'm not good with slow walkers. Me too. Yeah. Oh, me yeah, too. I'm a, I'm a, like, I walk a lot. Yeah. So it's like a very utilitarian 
thing for me a lot of the time and yeah. I'm not just like out strolling. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, give me one of your bucket list items. To attain ultimate human perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite road trip album? Hard to say, but I can think of a few road trip albums that I have. Shoot. So when I was in Hot Little Rocket, we used to uh, always play uh, Built to Spill, uh, Keep It Like a Secret. That's a great one. It was one. like yeah. kind of a, an, a record that everyone in the band like jived with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sloan Twice Removed was another one from that band. I yeah. think of them mostly because um, those are my most r- driving type touring Nice. Yeah. Uh, pavement. A lot of like classic kind of indie rock stuff or old country. Yeah. 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 You can't beat old country when you're crossing the prairies. <laughs> <laughs> if you could hang out with one of your musical idols, would you? Would I? Yeah. Would you? Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, I got one last question before we play a song and say goodbye. If you just found out you were the very last person on earth, what's the first thing you'd do? What would I do? I don't know. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, (laughs) I'd probably... I don't know. I'd probably like... Get high, crack a beer. <laughs> find find the brewery that still has beer Hang, in the tanks. Yeah, like yeah. strum my guitar and <laughs> I think it's still yeah. I'd probably probably make a make a record. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair what enough. would you do? What would I do? I I would take the uh, like I'm just gonna fucking go and try to live out my days if I can. Yeah. Kind of root because I'm a, a lot of people are super super social right and those are the ones that are, that have a lot of problems with it and I'm definitely more like introverted and yeah 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 very, Me too. <laughs> very, very good by myself so Me I would too. kind of be like yeah. well yeah I would definitely go to uh, keg and cork and raid them of all their whiskey and like set up a spot just to be and yeah exist. and I would definitely be an alcoholic um, and like I'm not a big weed smoker, but I, yeah, yeah. I like I only like smoking weed when I'm alone. So maybe I would become maybe a chronic, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I I think I I wouldn't be one of those ones that just like goes out in a blaze of glory, breaking shit or blowing up skyscrapers. And <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I just like find like a quiet spot with a beautiful view, you know, some a nice lake to fish in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just live out my days there. I'd have to find power because I'd have to have my records with me. I'd, I would need music to get through. Right. Without that, I, I, I think I would just, then I would probably just have to kill myself if I didn't have music to get me through. Can I have a hot tub? You can totally have a hot tub. You just need a generator. That's it. Yeah. Solar, yeah. solar power generator. You got yourself Bam. a hot tub. Boom. <laughs> See, that's the problem though, is that I don't know how to do that type of shit. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like so not savvy when it Dude, comes to... Dude, you work in a library. It's true. So you might have to do some research first. I would. <laughs> I get, would. Get out the old encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, Matthew. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, me on Inside you. the Air Studio. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was great to meet you in Japan. That was right? so much fun. I wish I we weren't so jet lagged, but uh, yeah. Oh man, those, uh, that was like cherry blossom, like 
paradise. It was. That was like it was yeah. perfect bloom. Yeah, and that was actually the only reason why we saw you guys in Matsumoto because cherry blossoms happened yeah. early this year, so we knew the only place we would see them was in the mountains. So like we landed in Tokyo, spent the night, and then the next morning, bright and early, got on a train straight, yeah, yeah, straight yeah. to the mountains. Yeah, that's cool. Because we were back there. Like a week later, yeah, maybe ten days later, okay, to the same city to, um, and they, were they gone. We're gone. Yeah, small window, hey, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I feel very lucky to have been able to see that. No doubt. Um, anyway, so we finish this off usually with a song, and mm-hmm. uh, before we we were talking, were we going to play something off of Strange Prison or maybe this remix? What what were you thinking? Let's do the remix. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Remix done by child actress. Yeah, something new.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The feature track was played with permission from Astral Swans. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Art Studio is one of many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.